I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm an actor, producer, and writer, and also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I also am an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to. So before we get started, well, why don't we tell you how you can get a hold of us? You can find us on Twitter at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you have a question you want us to answer or you want to give us some feedback about the show, you can reach us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. Just before we started rolling, Justin, I wanted to jump in just so we would uh, get to this as quickly as possible. You were mentioning about uh, work and how you're ready for this conversation. Oh my gosh. I have been looking forward to this day for a long time. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's interesting because I mean, uh, some of the other things that we've talked about, like parties and networking and things like that, these are things that people usually think of. Uh, as things that might be problematic for introverts. But uh, a lot of times, work may not be one of the things that that comes up there. Mm-hmm. And yet it is a thing that I think we all kind of struggle with um, in terms of, because work is an enforced situation where we must deal with other people. And that's right. And then there's the daily question of, if you're being paid enough for this, <laughs> and, you know, it's, I'm on the retail side of it and you're on the office side of it. So I like that we have this little duality to it right now. It's true. And, and so there's, there's, there's different ways to look at it. You have, as far as the, uh, from the introvert point of view, you have sort of a dual um, uh, difficulty in that since you work in retail for your day job, Mm -hmm. um, you are dealing face to face both with coworkers and with a customer. That's right. And what makes it worse is I'm actually one of the managers. So I'm the one that has to fix all the problems. If I'm on break, I get, uh, I get, oh my goodness, what's the, I get disturbed quite often. So it just feels like there's absolutely no escape when I am at work. Um, it takes me a long time to get into it in the morning. If I have to mm. close, I need time to have my coffee read the news for a bit, just relax, have time Mm -hmm. to myself. And it just feels like drudgery on my way. Because as soon as that first customer says something, I just want to recoil and just tell someone else to go deal with it. But I have to, I have to be there. And it's torture. When, when you're, when you're dealing with it, like, do you have difficulty, even if the, it's not a difficult customer, like that first customer of the day, is that often the most difficult customer of the day? Or is there Um, something You know, it's funny. I, I kind of, you know what? I'm going to sound like a bit of a jerk when I say this. You could be the nicest customer on the planet. I still, it, it it's drudgery to deal with you. Um, mm. You know, I'm more of a task kind of person uh, when I'm at my job. I enjoy doing the visual merchandising. I enjoy replenishing, getting my back room fixed up, working on stock. When I'm in the middle of that and someone comes up and goes, hey, do you happen to have this in a size, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I feel like turning around going, what did you just say to me? But I can't do that because there's so much expectation to be nice on that. So I would say if I had to pinpoint 
my least favorite customers are the ones that come in as soon as the store opens or just as about the store is about to close. I absolutely don't want to talk to you. I want to get my paperwork done because I have a lot of paperwork at the end of the night. I'm sure that you do. Now, is there something in particular that's difficult about, like, is it just because they're the first and the last or are they, do they set the tone? Is there something else that happens? There's, there is a bit of a tone to it. It's like this, it's this unspoken understanding that there are hours of operation. Mm. You must have other things to do in your day, but instead you are valuing your time. When there's 10 minutes to closing, you value your time over mine. And that annoys me. Well, I mean, that's understandable because that is that is kind of annoying. And you know what? I, I would think that the last person of the day is probably worse than the first person of the day. Mm-hmm. Unless that first person of the day has been standing outside uh, the store for uh, a good 20 minutes before you open, sort of watching you, hoping you'll let them in early. Oh, it happens all the time. I, You know what? I've worked retail for about a decade now. And I used to work in this jewelry store and the walls were all glass and you just felt like you were in a fishbowl being watched the whole time as people were waiting to come in and you're just getting your station already. You're having a coffee, just relaxing. And they're all just peering in, staring at you. I don't want to be watched. Did, 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 um, did anybody ever give you a hard time that you didn't let them in early? Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's always that one person that's going to be like, you know, you saw me, right? And it's just, and you know, you saw the hours, right? Like, I, I don't know what to yeah, tell them. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I'm, I like to consider myself a nice person. Again, I'm keywords, I like to. Um, but when it comes to me and my job, I'm not afraid to tell a customer exactly how it is. We, we're in a culture where we dehumanize people mm-hmm. and, and, in the retail especially, it is very dehumanizing. I'm I'm a commodity for my company to sell, sell, sell and be annoying. Sure. And people forget that that I'm human too. I make mistakes, you know, but I'm I'm trying my best. I gotta pay my bills. And when that is forgotten, I need to make it clear. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we do live we do live in a in a culture that does devalue um the person that uh, I think it, it it comes down to the people who serve in some way, whether it's uh, waiting tables or um, working in retail, are, are are devalued in a way that I think you know that that uh, a lot of other professions are not. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous, and that's why I don't mind if my like my staff decides that they need to tell a customer that they just they can't serve them. There's just mm. their belligerence there. I commend them. I'll stand up for them. They're my team. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's always good when there's when you have a manager who will stand up to you for you like that. Mm-hmm. There's so many horror stories that I've seen where, you know, the, the manager just sort of um, gives the customer whatever they want and validates their poor behavior. Oh, absolutely not. Not in my store. But Bill, tell me about your workplace. I think that there's a number of people that work who might not know that I am an introvert. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I do is um, I'm always at work about a half hour earlier than I have to be. Oh my gosh. Um, and what I'm doing during that time, like I'm probably one of the first people in the office and I like it that way. I can I can grab my coffee 
from downstairs and I can sit in in quiet and not like, and I don't do work during that time. It's not like I'm working during that time, but I'm taking my quiet time before things start to happen. Mm. I mean, also we, we have, I mean, and this is pretty common now, the open concept office where, you know, some people think of the office as the cubicle farm, but there, most places don't have cubicles anymore. And so we certainly don't. And so there's, there isn't a place to go if you need a moment alone. Um, you can go to one of the call rooms if you have a call, or you can go uh, into uh, our kitchen. But then the kitchen isn't a place particularly where you're going to be alone. So you end up, uh, uh, you're around people. So you have to figure out how you are going to find time for yourself, whether you have some music and you put headphones on mm-hmm. or whatever that is. That said, I mean, we have, I mean, I'm very lucky in the place that I work. I work with a great bunch of people. Um, and people of, of all kinds. So we have people who are introverted and we have people who are extroverted and we have people who are ambiverts and, uh, we, we all get along. Um, of course, as often happens, the, the extroverts, uh, uh, kind of, kind of rule in a way that, that, uh, that others don't, you know, I mean, because they often set the tone for things, but there's, nobody has ever shamed me for not going out after work. Oh, that's good. And so it's never been like, uh, you're not a team player because you didn't come out for drinks after work. Yeah, there's a little bit too much pressure. I, you know, I used to work in a space like that where everybody used to go out um, like every Saturday night after the shift, they'd all hang out. I, you know what, I would rather just go home, kick my feet up and just not Mm -hmm. think about my day like that. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. One of the most difficult things that I have to do is, is one of the things that, that we do is that occasionally we have to go to conferences. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm at a conference, that's sort of like enforced socializing. It becomes almost like I am in a way more front and center and in interacting with people more when I go to a conference than I do at any other time. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, I mean, it's not like uh, some of them are not uh, like an eight-hour day. A lot of times you're there for like 12 hours or more. Mm-hmm. And so you are – on let's say you show up at seven o'clock the show doesn't end until seven so you are there for 12 hours and then you need to go find food and sometimes people are like let's go out and you're just like i just need time <laughs> leave me alone well, that's kind of what it is like i if if it's you know if i'm talking to to one of the the organizers or something like that i'm often like making up a story about why i can't go and dr- go drinking with them or whatever it's usually just like i'm really tired from the flight or whatever it's i've for me it's not only being engaging when people are walking up to you mm-hmm. i am engaging when people are walking by and so I am engaging as like somebody walks by and I'm there to help. So if I see them looking like they need help, I am asking if they need help. And so it's not like it's not like a momentary, like a burst, uh, 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 what is the phrase, fits and spurts of, of interactivity. It is a constant like I am ready to help you. Yep. And that in itself is exhausting. Needing to be there for people is exhausting. I have I, I feel myself my feet suddenly become lead when I see that look of I need help because mm. I can feel myself not wanting to do it but before I can back up and pretend I didn't see them I say hi can I help you now my question for you Phil yeah 
what is what does your customer service voice sound like? Mm, you know, my customer service voice sounds a lot like my actual voice. Um, and that's, um, it, well, it kind of depends on the phone. Like, am I talking to the person in person? What is the nature of our conversation? Um, sometimes when I can sense that the person on the other end of the phone is getting frustrated, I become more calm. Mm-hmm. And so through the calm, I'm trying to project calm through the phone to the person that I'm speaking to. When I'm in person, I tend to be more animated mm-hmm. because I want, I, I'm projecting my enthusiasm for whatever I'm talking about through like my hands. I gesture a lot and I'm, I'm right in there and there's a lot of energy in my voice. And those are tricks, those are theater tricks that I've learned to try to like, because, you know, sometimes that stuff that we're talking about is not necessarily uh, particularly interesting mm-hmm. to us. But we have to make the the person that we're talking to feel like it is. And so I become much more animated. Mm, nice. What's your customer service voice? Oh, it, it goes up about like two octaves. <laughs> it suddenly becomes a, hi, how are you today? Great. Excellent. Yeah. like I say absolutely a lot. Because mm-hmm. I want to give that top performance of, can I have it in this size? Absolutely, you can. Like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't want to be like, oh, let me check. You don't want to make them think that it's not possible. You want to be like, yes, of course, of course, of course. I am the yes woman in my store. You got to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before I got this job, I actually worked at an usher in one of the the theaters in Toronto, one of the really large ones, and um, that was an interesting experience as an introvert i actually found it easier to walk up and talk to people in my capacity as an usher than i have at any other point in my life oh why do you think that is i think it's because i always had a a specific uh task or purpose Mm. in talking to people so i could walk up to somebody and ask to see their tickets Mm mm-hmm you know, just to be like, you know, let's make sure that you're sitting in the right place because sometimes people make assumptions about where they're sitting, you know, help them help them move. And having knowing what my task was and what the results of that were helped me to be able to to just walk up to people and 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 and, and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was somebody, you know, I see some person who's struggling with their walker. I walk over and I help with them or whatever. The only time I had a lot of difficulties when it was going to be like an uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when people go to the theater, they get all dressed up and then they douse themselves in perfume. Oh no. And you will see people reacting to it and, but you can't do anything unless somebody complains. But when somebody complains, then you have to walk over to somebody and say, I'm sorry. Um, you're wearing a lot of perfume and a number of the nearby patrons uh, have complained. And I'm going to have to ask you if you would, wouldn't mind uh, washing that off. Oh no. Which is my least, my least favorite conversation to have with somebody um, because you are finding a polite way to say, you stink. Yeah, you're pungent. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are, you are walking up to you is like walking into a wall is oh. basically what you're saying to somebody. What are their reactions like? Um, A lot of times they don't realize it. A lot of times people who are putting a lot of perfume on is they are desensitized to the smell of it. They've worn perfume their whole lives and they don't, they are putting on 
an amount that so that they can smell it. Mm-hmm. And they are so dis, uh, uh, desensitized to it that they end up, um, they just don't know how much they're wearing. Yeah. And so a lot of times they're shocked. Sometimes they're offended. And if I, I think the person is, was, is going to be that, that offended, I would get our usher captain or, or assistant manager to, to help us out. Um, right. Maybe there's another seat we can give to them. Maybe the person, if they're really offended, maybe the person who is complaining can be given some kind of seat upgrade or a different seat somewhere just so that we can keep things peaceful. Cause this is usually happening during that brief 15 minute intermission. You don't have a lot of time to, to make those, those choices. Um, but aside from that, when I was an usher, I had very little trouble walking up to people and, and, and talking to them. Um, in terms of, in terms of your, do you, I mean, do you find it more difficult? Because, you know, for me, a lot of the things that in my office job, um, since I'm not face to face with people very often, my, the biggest challenge as an introvert is my coworkers. Um, and just not that they're challenging people, but it's like just dealing with people on a daily basis. Right. Um, do you find that uh, you are more that you're as challenged at times in dealing with your coworkers as you are in dealing with your uh, uh, customers? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, mine's a little bit more unique. I was promoted um, when I knew these my staff. Uh, my team, I was friends with them. And then suddenly I became not the boss, but I was one of them. Still am. But um, I find it hard because I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. We, we're friends. We're great. But as soon as I have to do what we call um, coaching, so I'm not telling you what you did wrong, I'm coaching you. Uh, when I When I find coaching them, it's a little tricky just to navigate because they there's this thing where they think I can get away with it. She's my friend. It's but no, there's an expectation that I have to run the store and I'm getting paid good money to do it. Mm. So I'm going to do a good job. And quite frankly, I, as much of an introvert as I am, I am a leader. I need to lead. And they, and thankfully I have a great team there. Nobody's a problem, but it's that, Mm. I'm sorry, I have to do this. Mm. And that makes it a little harder. And I've written somebody up and that wasn't a great feeling. And having that conversation is a hard one. Did you find it difficult to gear yourself up to uh, have that conversation? Was that something that you had to prepare for? I was rehearsing for Mm. like before I even got in the shift, it was one of those things where we had a management meeting Mm -hmm. and not that we, we pulled straws, but it was, you're the one working next. So Mm. you're going to have to do it. And I spent all night just talking to my friends being like, I don't know what to do. I feel so awful. And this person's a good friend. Mm. Um, But I was a nervous wreck about it. And it's not even so much of just the, you have to do it. It's, I don't know how to make those words come out and tell you we need to have a chat. Mm. Yeah. So it was definitely a hard conversation. I, mm. I don't like doing that. No, I can imagine not. So I asked on social media, I asked the introvert world at large, as much as I could find um, about uh, 
being introverted at work. And what I said was, I said, hey, introverts, we all have to do it, whether we're self-employed or we work for a company, large or small, we all have to deal with people at work. How do you deal with coworkers? How do you handle work social- socialization? What are your workplace survival tips? Um, Indy said, I tend to limit my work socialization, but then at my old workplace, I was never part of the in crowd. When I did go to functions, I made sure to have my own transportation and the excuse of needing to get home to care for dogs gives me an easy out. Yeah, totally on the same page with that one. Work socialization is such a thorny subject because you often don't know, especially if you're starting at a company, you don't know, do they consider workplace socialization a requirement? Hmm. Like if you do, they consider people who do not socialize uh, to be not team players, because that's something that does happen in some offices. It's like if you don't go out after work, you're not a team player. Mm -hmm. And that's why I mean, and, and so work socialization can be really stressful, especially if you're in a job where you are already taxed as an introvert. Yeah. And you know what's even worse is, I, you know, I take a bit to, to warm up to people as it is in my workspace specifically. Uh, training, I'm just going to, you know, when I meet you, I just say, hi, how are you? That's it. Mm-hmm. Done. Um, and then I have to edge, you know, what? it's like when we were discussing parties, how do you get in that conversation? Mm-hmm. I have to, specifically at work, I have to wait until someone invites me in. Oh, sure. And as soon, and the thing is, is that a few times, the asking to go out after work has come up before being introduced to these people mm, personally. Right. And I don't know what to say. And I have to, I have to make an excuse why I can't go. But if, if on the rarest chance that I decide to go, I'm figuring out my own way there, mm-hmm. my own way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cannot have any sort of reliance. I often where workplace socialization is concerned. I often find myself, I'm not, even though I work with people, it's rare for me to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I might know these people, but I always, I still feel as soon as we get out of the office and into some bar or something, I'm usually the a listener or a, uh, uh, just, I usually am sitting quietly until, unless somebody engages me in conversation. And that's just, the, I mean, it's kind of like being at a party, standing at the edge of a group. That's right. You need someone to pull you in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Tracy said, uh, pretty sure I'm an outgoing introvert. I get along with people, but I'm perfectly happy to spend days at a time by myself at home after work and read or stare at a computer screen trying to will words onto it. So Tracy is obviously a writer, um, but also like the need for alone time either before or after work in order to just not even recharge, but just to process the day. Yeah. Like you, you, it's not like you're worrying about the day, but you're, you're certainly preparing for anything. Yeah. For, for, for me, for like that, the, the quiet time in the morning is definitely preparation. Mm -hmm. Um, Any quiet time in the evening is recovery, which sounds, makes it sound like the workday was worse than it is. It's not a, it's not a bad thing, but it is um, plugging it. It's like plugging in your batteries and it's, it's, um, sort of just shedding the day in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. You're taking off your skin. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Your work skin. Laura said, um, 
I actually find work relationships less stressful and tiring than social. There's always a common denominator that I don't need to discover and a good reason uh, to end the interaction. Uh, Additionally, if you're in an authority position, people tend to be happy to have FaceTime with the boss and do most of the talking. Finally, I tell myself it's part of the job. Teamwork and understanding people you have to work with. That shift in expectation can often help me navigate a challenging day, person, or situation. Oh, Laura. Yeah, exactly. I'll be honest. The work ones are less work Mm -hmm. than a personal socialization, right? And being, you know what, being on the boss side, you have to spark the conversation. It's so nice. I love it. Do you, I mean, one of the things that I sometimes uh, have to do as part of my job is I do have to, we have regular one-on-ones every two weeks. And it's easy for me when uh, I'm having my one-on-one with, with, uh, my direct uh, supervisor, but sometimes if I'm having a one-on-one with somebody who's who's under me, not everybody is is forthcoming. So I end up uh, trying to draw somebody out, um, especially if they're an introvert. And so you end up draw, trying to draw somebody out in when you're having difficulty being drawn out yourself, which is kind of like an amusing and difficult place to be. Oh yeah, for sure. I also went to the internet and interestingly, so uh, the first things that I found, there's a lot of stuff about being an introvert in an office. There's a little bit less uh, about being an introvert in say retail or other jobs, although you can find it. Um, I did find for, for anybody who is on Reddit, there is an, there is an introverts Reddit uh, group. So there's a subreddit for introverts, which actually is, it seems to be a great space for, for people to uh, ask questions themselves, which is something that I've, I've, I noticed when I was uh, taking a look at that group. So if people are looking for uh, resources and ways to, de- to, to, to interact with, with fellow introverts, you know, without having to meet them face to face, then the Reddit group uh, might be a, uh, a good thing, a good spot to be. One of the things that one of the first things uh, that I found, and of course, you know, some of these things are, are legit. And some of these things I think might be a little bit bullshit, but one of the first ones was out yourself as an introvert. Um, You may not want to announce your introversion on your first day at a new job, but ultimately there's no shame in letting your coworkers know the truth about you. Introversion and extroversion are better understood today than ever before, but there's still a lot we can learn from each other. Starting a conversation at your company about this fascinating dichotomy will help both introverts and extroverts bring out the best in each other. Okay. That's okay. Have you ever, uh, have you ever been a reluctant to out yourself as an introvert? Yeah, because I'm always met with the exact same reply. What? No. And then I have to sit there and defend myself. You know, that to me, it doesn't solve Mm -hmm. anything. And I mean, it's not like I'm thinking about it's not like I can't imagine my coworkers. If if I were to tell them, okay, I'm an introvert. I can't do this. Uh, Sorry. This is just how I am. I can't imagine them not wanting to talk to me still Mm -hmm. like there's always going to be something. I mean, there's nights where we don't have customers and time is passing pretty slow. Mm -hmm. So they're going to want to talk at some point. And for me, that's something I got to get used to, but I don't know if outing myself really solves Mm -hmm. anything. I think that the intent of this is just 
to be able to to let your coworkers know that mm-hmm. what your limitations are. Um, and I think it may be around uh, a lot more about the socialization factor. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, again, uh, it, every workplace is different. And so if you're in a workplace where um, there is a, a lot of socialization expected, even within the office, then that's, that's a problem too. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one, God, it is, this is so specific to a certain kind of office or a certain kind of job. And the title is fight for a flexible schedule. If your role allows for it, see if you can come in late, leave early or work from home on certain days of the week. Chances are you'll get more done from home anyway. If this isn't possible, be proactive about carving out time for yourself in the office. Yeah, that's totally for you. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that works for me. It, it doesn't work for anybody who works in retail, uh, in restaurants, in so many other jobs, because there's no flexible schedule uh, or work from home opportunity uh, at all. But even still, I... I don't imagine all offices would still be able to get away with having that sort of flexibility. Like that's, that seems like paradise. Can I go there? It's, like- it, it's, it's more, it is actually something that's more of a, a, a new ish thing. The idea of a flex schedule and that a flex schedule doesn't destroy your office. Um, because I've worked in places where, you know, eight o'clock is when you start or sorry, nine o'clock is when you start. Mm-hmm. And the people who roll in at like, 9 30 everybody's like mm. you know knowing looks and things like that Ooh, they you know late again but flex schedule can be good for people maybe some people and i find it it happens a lot in startups like a place where i work or some more progressive offices i think are starting to do it because the, there's sort of like an acknowledgement that some people wake up later than others some people do their best work in the morning some people do their best work a little later. So why don't we just decide when our core hours are? Say core hours are 11 until 6. And as long as you are in the office between that, or sorry, maybe not 11 until 6, like 11 until 4. And as long as you mm-hmm. are in your eight-hour shift overlaps those core uh, core hours, then everybody's fine. But it really depends on the place where you work. And I don't think this suggestion is really something that works in actually a lot of workplaces. Um, Find spaces for quiet and solitude. Finding a quiet spot to work on your own might be difficult in an open concept office, but it's worth exploring conference rooms or asking your boss about finding a space where you can enjoy a little peace and quiet throughout the day, especially when you're feeling stressed. The solitude could boost focus and creativity. Again, this is something that's office-based, not retail-based, like which so many of the things that I was finding were. Oh, yeah. If I wanted to go for a quiet space, it would probably be the employees-only mm-hmm. washroom. But it's like negative 10 degrees in there. So probably not going to happen. Do you work in a mall? No, I don't. I work in a box store. Okay. Is there a nearby uh, coffee shop? Uh, There's a Tim's. um, Cross the street takes about 10 minutes to get there for a walk. In a certain point of way, going, being the person who goes for coffee Mm -hmm. for people can be a good way to like, you could get away that way. But there's still no way that you're going to find a quiet space. Yeah, exactly. But in, you know, in the winter, that mm, can't yes. happen. I'm trapped, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so um finding quiet space is is difficult. 
in terms of, of retail, I did find uh, something that sort of uh, falls in with, with, with all, something that might work with that, um, which was uh, escape to the back. If the opportunity arises, volunteer to grab an item from the back room. Not everyone will have this option, but if you do, make sure to use it. Even a few seconds off the floor can provide a change of scenery and you can come back feeling a little refreshed. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's true. I I really do enjoy it when stock comes in and I'm the only one because I I'm I got I'm not gonna lie, I'm like the fastest person that can do stock. So I enjoy it when it comes in because I know I get to leave the floor for about 20 minutes to receive it. And then I can start pulling it on the floor and start working on it. To me, that's just it's lovely. It's 20 minutes of just ah stock. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and 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 that's like that says that's your quiet. That's a, an opportunity for quiet time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Beautiful. Um, another suggestion. Again, this is like office. Um, make a daily ritual of checking. Well, maybe it's not. Hold on. Make a daily ritual of checking in with coworkers. Left to their own devices, many introverts tend to sit at their desks, put their heads down, and focus on their work all day. Try scheduling yourself some time every day to walk around the office. Chat with colleagues or pop your head into a coworker's office just to say hello. No, I kind of feel like this is bullshit. Oh, very. Yeah, because I mean, this is just socializing in a way that a lot of us are not comfortable with. I'm not. Yeah. You know, when we're around the store and someone's folding denim, I'm not really going to want to go up to them and start sparking a conversation you know to me there's other work that could be done and doing this whole check-in thing is not gonna make me more comfortable and i mean from an office point of view like this 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 suggestion of like walking around and chatting with colleagues which suggests to me walking around for some small talk is not again we, we we have this issue with small talk and i'm just not not into it it all of this stuff this sounds like to me sounds like a again like we often find this is an extrovert making a suggestion for an introvert and not really understanding how uncomfortable we might be with it. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds that it's just not going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's one. Mm. Master body language. We've all heard about the importance of making a good first impression, but aside from speaking confidently and looking polished, much of this involves body language. For instance, paying attention to your posture can help shape your colleague's view of you in the office. People start forming impressions uh, of, of you in the first four seconds. This means that when you walk into a meeting, some people have already made a decision about you by the time you sit down. So stand upright, have a brisk walk, and do your best to physically convey that you want to be there and are confident in your ability to be a valuable part of the discussion. How to ignite social anxiety in 15 seconds. Yes. What a crock. Yeah. That that makes no sense. Oh my gosh. No, uh, I'm with you there. It's sort of like, um, there's another one that's worse. I'm going to save that one just for one second, but this is very much like, you know, um, just, you know, act like you have confidence and act like no not even act like you're like uh hold your body like an extrovert would well what the fuck does that mean yeah i i mean oh my gosh i'm trying to like i'm <laughs> dumbfounded like hey the whole eyes are on you right now yes. be good do yes. good yes. yeah 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 no not into it yeah it sounds like a really poor self-help seminar advice i don't like that at all you're gonna love this one Oh, no. 
Change your mindset. What? If you're feeling uncomfortable about going up to strangers, try to see it from a different perspective. See it as a way of helping people. You're there to help them out. See if they're doing all right or if they have questions. There are always going to be people who don't want your help, but at least you've offered. And this is one of the retail suggestions that somebody, that, that one of the sites had. But again, like change your mindset. Just don't think that way. I wish this wasn't a podcast. You could see my face. My jaw is like hitting the floor. Like, pardonnez-moi. No, I know. It's like, look, have you tried just not being an introvert? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It was funny. I guess it was that easy all along. Who knew that all you had to do was just decide that you're not an introvert? I mean, I guess I just had to talk and change my perspective, mm, but yes. all right. Well, you had to combine that with some body language. I Oh, yes, of course, because you know they're going to judge me in like 10 seconds yes. right now. Well, I mean, oh, that's the God. thing about that particular piece of advice, just to step back to that. Like, remember, everybody's judging you within four seconds of seeing you, so you'd better put on a good show. Well, now I'm fucking terrified. Hey, yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. Now I'm like sweating over here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so the honest truth is that there, I didn't find a lot that was particularly helpful on the internet. So, and I mean, some of the things like they just apply to very specific situations, the flexible schedule, quiet spaces. These are the, the checking in with coworkers, which is bullshit. And the master of the body language, which is bu- like, these are the only things that, that, that like, I don't find any of these particularly helpful. I found more help with our faithful commenters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's going to work as one of those topics where we have to remember we're there mm-hmm. to get paid. It's a day job. You can go, you, you can keep your head down. You can make friends either way. The decision is yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as an introvert, it's going to be different across the board because yeah. of all those different work environments. And the internet, shocker, it absolutely failed this time. It did. But, you know, one thing that I would say, one, one thing that I would probably be comfortable with is not being afraid to admit that I am an introvert. Um, and that's, I think that it's, that, you know, um, if I am, if I am constantly uh, saying no to a lot of social, like after work socializing, I want to make sure that they know that I'm not doing it because I don't like them. Yeah. Just getting it out on the open. That's a sure, good idea. Because, because you know, uh, as we know, we can come across as aloof um, or um, uninterested in other people, which is what some people might react to, to the way that introverts tend to be around other people. And so by, by outing ourselves as introverts, we can possibly nip that in the bud. Is there, do we have any takeaways here? Oh, I don't, I don't know what my takeaway would be. What are you thinking? Like, I I don't know how to survive. <laughs> Change my perspective, I know, but... No, but I, I, I kind of feel like your best option is to be upfront about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't have to be like, Mr. Mr. Smith, um, I know I've worked here for, for three weeks, and um, I want you to know that I think it's time that I told you that I'm an introvert. No, it, it can just be like, 
um, you can even like drop it like really like lightly. Like, oh, I guess I, I can't go out this week. I'm just too introverted right now uh, or whatever. Like you, it doesn't have to be like a big thing. Yeah, there's tactical ways you know, of doing but, it. Absolutely. And it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. You could just be like, mm, sorry, can't introvert. And um, I think a lot of people will let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're, if they're not, they're kind of jerks and maybe you don't want to hang with them anyway. But it's, I mean, you have to stand up for what you need mm-hmm. in your workplace. So, I mean, even if you're working in retail um, where you, you don't, you know, there isn't a quiet room that you can go to, you can't um, put on headphones and work. You can be upfront if on whatever you get for your break, you make a point of saying, hey, guys, I just need to go off by myself for a little bit. And that's just it. I think I need to utilize, if I am stuck in the back room, I do need to utilize the headphones more often. Mm. The universal language of don't talk to this person. They're busy. Yep. Yep. Um, You know, maybe taking those five minutes just to go outside for a breath of fresh air. Mm. Um, and, and like you said, not being afraid to say what you need, uh, self-care mm-hmm. is super important. And that goes without saying that your, your alone time is important. Mm-hmm. And remembering also, I, I can make a takeaway as well. You don't need to make friends with these people. Mm. You can be civil and you can be nice and, and on neutral grounds, but you're both there for that common denominator of going to your work. And leaving after that, you mm-hmm. drop your work there. And for me, that's that's a relief of yeah. reminding myself that they're great people, but I don't need to invest myself all the time. It's true. Your your work colleagues don't have to be your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have to be civil with them, and you do have to work with them, but they don't have to be um, people that you are expected to spend all your time with. Exactly. Don't have to tell your life story, right? Oh. God, yeah, no, and and I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm sometimes uncomfortable with those people who bring their all of their home life drama into work. It's only now, really, sort of after being at my current job for four years, that I feel like there are aspects of my life that I'm okay with letting people know. But I, I for the most part, I am, I don't bring my real life to work. Yeah, because it just it's doesn't need to be in the room right now. It can complicate things. And then mm-hmm. suddenly you're not working anymore. You're you're becoming invested in something that's just not worthwhile for you. Not to say that she absolutely can't. Like, go for it. You know, I'm very good friends with uh, my colleague. But again, when we're at work, we are at work. We're here to be doing exactly that. And that is it. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to feel like, like, like you're. St- I think that that what you're you're basically saying is that the option is there to make them your friend. Yeah, but it's not a requirement. No, it's on your terms, right? Yeah, it has to be on your terms because remember, only you can stand up for what you need. That is right, um, fellow introverts. If you're listening, and because the internet has failed us, though our 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 commenters have not. I'm curious what your workplace coping tools are. Um, so if you have suggestions, let us know on Twitter or by email, introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com introvert guide to the number two on Twitter. Uh, we want to hear about it. 